Welcome to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast, brought to you by Asphalus Advisors and the Disaster Recovery Journal. Crisis management in today's world is ever-changing, and this podcast is our commitment to help you navigate successful outcomes for any crisis you may face. I'm your host, Vanessa Matthews. I specialize in providing insights and solutions for crisis, continuity, and resilience across industries from real estate and healthcare to terrorism in the airline and transportation worlds. No matter what industry you're in, this podcast will provide you the tools to build resilience in your organization. Welcome back to another episode of the Business Resilience Decoded podcast. Today, I'm super excited as today's topic is expanding your company's mission through social responsibility and community engagement. Our guest today is the Director of Human Resources, Vernetta Purcell Morrow, for the Mecklenburg County ABC Board. Welcome to the podcast, Vernetta. Thank you for having me, Vanessa. <laughs> I am so excited to have you. Um, I think we've had a chance to get to know each other for the past couple years. And so as we kick off today's episode, can you share a little bit about your background? I'm born and raised in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Um, I'm a proud graduate of UNC Chapel Hill. Um, graduate school, I went to Pfeiffer here in Charlotte. Um, I'm a newlywed. Uh, tomorrow will mark a whopping eight months of marriage. Um, I love Jeopardy and uh, trivia in general. Um, and I've been in human resources for almost 14 years. Wow. Okay. So newlywed, what's like the number one best advice that you've received in the past eight months? <laughs> um, it, it sounds very cliche and trite, but it is about communication. Um, no one's a mind reader. Um, no matter how in sync you are with your partner, they can't read your mind any more than you can read theirs. So um, Kiva has a big four. Kiva is my boss, not my husband. Um, <clears throat> one of the big four he talks about is over-communicate. Tell them what you're going to tell them and then tell them again because they probably forgot. That is very true in a marriage. <laughs> so, yeah, communication. <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> so Mecklenburg ABC board is a quasi-private, quasi-government organization. Can you talk a little bit about what led you into this work in this quasi-world? So I got to Mecklenburg County ABC board about eight years ago. How I got into the um, private sector was like any new graduate from college. I needed a job. My roommate at the time lived in Charlotte, and I was relocating from Chapel Hill, and she had uh, a co-worker or excuse me, she had a church member that worked at um, DSS and said they were hiring. DSS. Mm -hmm. I started their uh, Department of Social Services as um, a case manager in the Economic Services Division, and the rest is history. So in, in the government sector, you start to make connections and network, and you see job postings. And from there, um, I went to the city of Charlotte, and from the city of Charlotte, I'm at where I am currently with the board. So. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. So you're now in the role of human resources. Mm -hmm. And post-COVID, <sighs> there is a war for talent. We're in a market where talent drives everything. The cost of doing business has increased because of talent. It's a talent-driven uh, marketplace now. And then there's been this significant shift to where people really want to do more work from home. And you're in a structure where that doesn't really work for the type of business that you're in, especially when you sell alcohol that is regulated. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about 
the challenges that you see from a human resources perspective, both in the retail landscape, but also in this quasi government entity that you're in? Well, I'll speak first to retail, um, exactly to your point about uh, not being able to have that hybrid work environment. Um, COVID was hard on our industry. Uh, We were deemed essential at the outset, so we never closed. Um, (laughs) We just made it work. Um, Every day we had to pivot. That's probably the $64,000 word um, for the last three years for us was pivot. Um, Our Frontline workforce had to face um, a lot of uncertainty um, with their customers who had their own fears. They themselves had their own fears of, you know, is this person um, going to bring in COVID? How am I going to deal with that? So that was very scary. Also, um, a lot of customers were not on their best behavior, (laughs) I would say, um, because everyone was stressed. They really were. Um, and we're still in the business of customer service. Mm. So um, to quote Michelle Obama, when they go low, we, we had to stay high. Um, and, and that was really hard because it we saw a lot of our workforce, frontline specifically, suffer from burnout. Mm. Um, because, again, they never had they never got to push pause. Um, they had to show up every day and in, in a different way. And, again, the public, for how much we love them sometimes, some of them are very harsh. Um, to our um, office staff, we were allowed to stagger our work days, and that was very important at the height of COVID um, because the cases were just coming in daily almost in, in some instances. And so we had to <clears throat> close some stores um, as far as having the stores clean, but again, we never closed for business. If the store had to be cleaned, it was closed for 24 hours, and we directed our customer base to the next two closest locations. But I think on the other side of COVID, what we learned was resiliency um, and how to band together. Um, we had we launched a campaign uh, about doing your part, um, and everyone had to do their part in order for us to be successful um, in a time of just true uncertainty. Um, and, and human resources specifically, I couldn't call a colleague and say, "Well, what do you what did you do when this happened?" or what are your thoughts? Because they hadn't experienced it like I had. <laughs> so every day, I was not only the HR director, I was a nurse. Um, you know, I was a PPE provider. I uh, was a doctor reading notes, giving direction. But again, I was in lockstep with the CDC and the Mecklenburg County um, Health Department. So I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but not really, because so many people were calling because no one knew anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden, overnight, I became the shmi subject matter expert of something I had no knowledge of. So um, it truly was a day-to-day. Um, the height of COVID hit our organization in about uh, December of 2021, right during the holiday season. We had over 50 employees either um, that tested positive or had been exposed and needed to quarantine. And in retail, it is our busiest time of the year. <laughs> but again, I'm glad to say that we didn't close any stores we band it together and, and, and made it work. So, again, I think we learned to trust each other all the more um, and also just trust the process. Yeah. Showing up every day, literally. <laughs> literally. Risk is on the rise. In fact, new data from OnSaw found that around the world, infrastructure and technology failures increased by 807% and transportation incidents increased by 296% from 2021 to 2022. 
Having insights into the top rising risks year over year can empower you to make informed decisions about how to proactively mitigate and respond to critical threats. OnSolve is here to help to keep you ahead of risk complexity with the platform that helps you detect, anticipate, and mitigate physical threats that impact your people, places, and property. The 2023 OnSolve Global Risk Impact Report highlights the top risks to watch this year and how to communicate them with your C-suite. For more information about OnSolve or to read the full report, visit www.onsolve.com slash G-R-I. So what's the challenge that you see from an HR perspective as it relates to the nature of Mecklenburg ABC Board being a quasi-private, quasi-government entity as well? I think a lot of the public perception is that their tax dollars uh, fund our business, and that is absolutely not true. Um, we um, operate only on revenue. There's a perception also of I can get it cheaper or I could get a, a greater selection if the system were privatized. That is also not true. Um, I think a lot of people um, that pay attention to the system should try to educate themselves um, on what the system is, why it was um, voted into place, and, and how it works. Because there's a lot of assumptions out there. Um, right now, as far as a category of spirits, bourbon is very popular, and we like to call um, our bourbon enthusiasts uh, bourbon chasers. And when they can't get it, sometimes they feel like, well, if I went to um, South Carolina or if this system was privatized, the selection would be more I could get my hands on it, and that's not necessarily true. So truly understanding the businesses and the nuances of how distribution works um, and the relationship with its distillers, um, that's very important. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about you all experience employee burnout. What were some of the signs that you saw in your workforce, whether it was the warehouse or corporate or the retail stores that you were, were able to see quickly that this is burnout? Absolutely. Um, absenteeism and customer complaints. And customer complaints were always about customer service or the lack thereof. Definitely those two things, absentee, absenteeism and, again, um, an increase in customer complaints due to um, a, a lack or a perceived lack uh, of, of customer service. But customer service is our business. Um, that's one of the ways that we remediate the conversation about privatization. When you come into our stores, um, you're going to be greeted. You're going to see a selection like you don't see at any other system. Your staff is going to be friendly and try to help you um, with any questions that you may have. Um, and then our product knowledge as well. We are very intentional about sending all of our new hires through a product knowledge course and um, veteran um, employees through our product knowledge as well because <laughs> there is an assumption that if you work at an ABC store, you have tried everything on the shelf. That is not true. I just want to go ahead and say that. But we do um, pride ourselves on having a workforce that has a knowledge of the barreling and distillation process of different um, categories of spirits, and they're able to um, confidently and articulately discuss that with our customer base. So you mentioned that the, and just for you all who may not know, ABC is Alcoholic Beverage Rich Control, Control Board. Mm -hmm. Board. Um, so you all remained open throughout the height of COVID, and you have not closed because you were essential, mm -hmm. which says a lot about our emphasis on liquor, right? <laughs> and spirits. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, the organization has a lot of initiatives to improve public health and safety. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit about what 
Mecklenburg ABC board does in those different areas that people just may not be aware of? Okay, I want to speak specifically to two departments, and that's law enforcement and community outreach. Um, law enforcement and community outreach um, are partnering together to be very intentional about getting our messaging out there to the community. Specifically on the side of law enforcement, we want to be seen as an ally. We know how um, the, the, the public perception of police is in not only this community, but the country as a whole. Um, so our um, chief of police is very intentional about doing something called Operation Safe Streets. And then there are, I don't know the exact terminology, but I would say like um, barbershop talks where um, we're going into local barbershops and just having conversations, showing ourselves friendly um, and disarming, no pun intended there, um, but that we are ally and that someone that you should come to and not run away from. Um, on the side of our community outreach, um, we have a, a specific department that is dedicated to grants. Grants specifically around um, alcohol education, treatment, prevention, um, and research. Uh, we have three grants, um, a small grant at, that is awarded at a maximum of $25,000 a year, an annual grant that is awarded at a maximum of $75,000 a year, and then a renewal grant um, that is awarded at uh, approximately $40,000 per year. In this past grant cycle, we had 49 grant participants, um, and 53 of those were prevention-based. So we're very intentional about being out in the community and <clears throat> letting individuals know that there is nothing wrong with enjoying spirits, but doing so responsibly and in a way that it is not going to be harmful to yourself or to others. Yeah. It's, it's true responsibility I, from how I hear that, right? It's it's supporting the person, but it's also reinvesting dollars back into the community. Mm -hmm. um, Mecklenburg ABC Board, for those of you who may not be aware, is located um, in the state of North Carolina, and Charlotte is a huge piece of that. And um, nonprofits and community organizations are a big pillar in our region. So Last question for you, as you think about these different initiatives that you have and what you've seen yourself do and how the Human Resources uh, Department has evolved, how do you think these types of initiatives from a corporate responsibility perspective support the employees? Um, I think you have to get buy-in from the employees, first and foremost. Right now, our senior team and other key staff members are um, being very intentional about revamping our mission and value statement, or excuse me, our, yeah, our mission and value statement. We currently don't have a vision, um, and so we are uh, working very diligently to curate that. Um, but you have to have buy-in from the employees because I, I, I believe that more than the paycheck, people want to come to work every day to add value. Mm -hmm. And so in, in my opinion, I would do uh, a poll. poll your, what's, what's important to you? You work here every day, especially your frontline staff. They, they are boots on the ground. They're taking it every single day. What is important to them? And then you begin to craft your initiatives around, you know, strategic partnerships in the community that align with your value system. Awesome. Well, is there anything you would like to share in addition with our subscribers today? If you are in the local Charlotte Mecklenburg area and you're looking for employment, um, you can go to our website, uh, www.mecabc.com backslash careers. And, and apply. We'd be happy to have you. Um, we are working hard every day to become an employer of choice. We have great benefits. And again, if you believe in um, the mission and cause um, of, again, being socially responsible and community investment, ABC is probably a place that you want to check out. So.
Awesome. Well, thank you for joining our podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) And tune in for another episode. Thank you for listening to the Business Resilience Decoded podcast brought to you by Asphalus Advisors and Disaster Recovery Journal. Make sure you check out the show notes for this episode to see all the upcoming events, programs, and ways we can support you. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review, and share it with a friend. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.